Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. This is Podcast Hell. I'm Eric Helwig. If you're liking the show, there's two things you can do to support us. Very quickly, go on Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review of the show. You can also go on YouTube and leave a comment on one of my videos. I will read either your five-star Apple Podcast review or your first YouTube comment on the show. Stephanie Ward, 7269, wrote... No more solo episodes. Someone's a fan of the solo episodes. That's great. We had Andre Martinez, 3363, say, could watch you guys all day. Thanks, Andre. Appreciate it. And then last person, it was Valerie Valoria, 6728, wrote, family with a face plant emoji. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, If you want your comments read on the show, no problem. Five-star review, Apple Podcast, or comment down in the YouTube uh, in the YouTube comments. Thanks for your support. Let's start the show. Girl, we're about to go somewhere out now. Time's to rise and elevation starts to drop down. Our little secret, don't kiss and tell you're so bad. I'll probably see you in hell. Welcome to hell, baby. This is Podcast Hell. Take fucking two, man. I so I did the whole I did this whole episode. Uh I did it last night to at to to release today. And then I uh fucked up the audio file. So now I'm redoing a solo episode, which means I'm just spent I've spent two hours sitting on this couch. By the end of this, it'll have been two hours just talking to myself out loud. Which is like borderline, like, you could commit me. I mean, the solo episodes are rough enough. To have to redo a solo episode, you're, I'm truly insane. So, uh, here we go. Let's get into um, second, uh, the second pod. <laughs> I fucking... Whatever, it's fine. I'm I'm recording this on Tuesday, so I'm going to record this, and then I'm going to release it straight to you guys. So you're getting day of. So I mean, what what are the news stories happening right now? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been paying any attention. Anytime I'm on the road, man, I'm just like just trying to get enough sleep to not pass out in the car driving somewhere. We do so much driving when we come back to the East Coast. You guys do the same shit. When you're like, is there anybody out there? Hang out in the YouTube comments. Let me know. If you visit family from somewhere else in the country, I mean, I just feel like I'm in the car the whole time. I mean, it's it's too much. I, uh, I, could, I don't know. Do I sound sick? I feel like I sound a little stuffy. I just sneezed and got, oh, there's a fucking stain on my pants. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to – it was on the first episode, which isn't usable, but I, I could have could have had a wardrobe change, but I didn't. So I have a huge stain on my pants, uh, which is – it's – well, it's not cum. I mean, that's like the most important thing for you to know is I didn't – it's not jizz. <laughs> as long as it's not jizz, I don't care what it is. Like it could be my own shit, and I'd be like, not cum – I mean, there's nothing it could possibly be that would be worse. Because that happens. Like, when you're a guy, like, you, sometimes it is jizz. And your friends know it's jizz. You're like, no, 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 is it, 
Krispy Kreme, and it's like, no, no, you were pleasuring yourself, and you didn't clean up properly, and now we're going to humiliate you. So sometimes it's jizz, but this is not jizz. This looks like it could be, uh, I don't know, chocolate, possibly. Maybe it's shit. I don't care. It's not jizz. <laughs> it's like When I say any, it could be anything other than jizz, and I'm cool with it, Like I could be in a holding cell arrested for the murder of a waitress and it could be the blood of the waitress with like hair follicles and like the detective could go hey what's that on your pants and i'd go not jizz i mean i definitely killed that waitress but i didn't jizz on my pants that's how i don't like if that is a case if people know that i've been masturbating i don't know that's my catholic it's like, what, Catholic guilt? Catholic embarrassment? I mean, the Catholics have more to be embarrassed about than, let's just say, we've done worse than jizz on our own pants. Let's let's keep it real. Uh, I have a second mic here. Can you get, yep, yep, yep. I, I, I tried a new booking style for this podcast, which was I invited six people to do the podcast, but I told them all it's okay if you don't show up. And uh, every one of them took me up on that offer. But, you know, you you try new stuff with the podcast. You know, this one was a – this was like I just threw it out to everybody. I was like, I don't give a fuck who's here. Hopefully one of you comes. And nobody did, but that's fine. It's, you know, I'm recording in a, a remote location, you might say. I won't tell you where it is. Although I guess it who fucking cares now, I mean, the last episode, my brother dropped every name and location of every single person in our family, and I it was it, this was the level of like I'm I need to bleep that stuff out as I started doing it, and then I was like, uh, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend an hour editing what my brother said. So if you come on this podcast and you break the rule once, I'll be like, all right. I'll, I'll fix that. If you break it like a hundred times, I'll just be like, well, I guess it's not a rule anymore. I, <laughs> it was like Trump. It's like, if it's just so much shit, you're not supposed to do back to back to back. People stop caring. And then just, they just go, yeah, whatever. It's cool. If a politician calls, uh, the guy he's running against, uh, a war criminal, even though he was captured in war, whatever, whatever bullshit Trump did, you're like, okay, good great you just it, it, that that's a thing where if the if it's uh if you were half as bad it would seem worse because people can slow down and take their time with your mistakes if you just say 10 things in a row that somebody hates they just go i uh yeah i'll vote for you you got me i can't i can't muster up a comeback it's good it's solid politics six minutes into the pod and I'm talking about Trump. That's not that's not ideal. I'm gonna be uh I'm heading down to Richmond VA. Who's in Richmond? Yo, if you listen to this podcast, check out uh uh the Richmond International Film Festival, which my my wife is in. That's uh Tuesday, which is tonight. If if you're li- the odds that me saying that, 
me going, hey, if you listen to this and then by the time you're listening to it, the festival's in like an hour. If you get in your car and drive into Richmond and come to the festival, if you see me, I think you should probably kill me when you see me. Because, like, the chances that this would increase the people at that film premiere, that, like, with the how small this audience is, to then divide that by whatever chance you live in Richmond, and then divide that by whatever chance that you'd want to come see a film festival at 1030 at night. Like, whatever those odds are, nothing will ever be as amazing if that were to lead to you being at the festival. Nothing will ever be that amazing in my life ever again. So you should probably, yeah, I guess if you're in Richmond and you want to come to the International Film Festival, I give you permission to kill me on site. Um, Please don't, now that I don't do that. But you get what I'm saying. It's unlikely that doing this will help (laughs) attendance. It does help. Now, it does help if I do stuff far enough in advance. So, like, I've had a couple people, like, reserve tickets for a headlining thing I'm doing in December because I announced it on the pod last week. But it's December. You got time. You're like, okay, I'll be able to find a babysitter for my kids in the next three months, you know, maybe after Thanksgiving, before December 17th, we'll make it happen. But uh, day of, and Richmond, home of the spiders, the fighting spiders, and you also got the VCU Rams down there. They're, they're all right. They show up in the in the tournament every once in a while. That's nice. I wish I went to a school that uh, has any type of, D1 presence. We got nothing, man. I go, I went to a Christopher Newport University in Virginia, which is like, it's 5,000 people there. It's D3. You know, like, our big rival is like a school for the deaf that beats drums, and then they, like, listen to the plays by touching the ground. Like, it's like, you're like, I kind of want us to lose if we're going to play disability schools. It's not... Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, like CNU, my school, it won the D3 championship last year. It won it on a buzzer beater. And I didn't find out until, like, six months later. Like, a, a video popped up on my YouTube. I was like, oh, fuck, did we win a national championship? And then, like, the video's there, and it was on CBS Sports Network. So it was on TV, but, like, a distant channel, like, in the thousands. But that's still pretty cool on TV, sports from my college. But then, like, you look in the stands, and it's, like, the players' moms. That's, like, everybody that's there. The stands are empty. For a buzzer beater, for a championship, it's, like, God damn. What is, what is that process to become a D3 school and then just go to D1? I actually emailed uh, the athletic director for CNU, at like 2 o'clock in the morning a few weeks ago, being like, hey, man, you ever want to make this school D1? He hasn't gotten back to me. He's probably pretty busy, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, (laughs) signing us up to play baseball against a school full of armless kids. So whatever. Don't respond. I guess that's that. I guess you just lost all my booster money seeing you. 
I mean, I would have been I would have been throwing you a solid five dollars every other year had that guy emailed me back. You're gonna feel that in your pocketbook. All right? That's where it's gonna hurt you. That's I think that's what you need. I think you need boosters. I think you need like really rich Texas oil man to just come in and be like, something tells me that this new field house is gonna have my father's name on it. And then they like they push a check that has like oil spills on it from because it in my mind like they're writing checks from a an oil field with just burst of oil like there will be blood. And they, they go they slide it across the desk. They're like, don't even look at the number. Cash it. Something tells me this will be the Johnstone Field House here at Southern Mississippi or whatever uh, whatever school. Any any school in D1 has to have at least seven, like, old Texas oil men, evil guys. Yeah, I don't know. Good for them. I don't know. We need, I think CNU needs one of those guys. All, all of our famous, I looked up famous CNU grads and there was like, I found one guy that died at the uh, the Capitol, <laughs> like, a, like a terrorist. Like one guy from CNU drove his car into the Capitol and got shot by a bunch of cops. And then it was like uh, some Republican staffer for like Lauren Boebert. That was it. That was like everybody we got. Oh, and then one guy was like my fucking college roommate who was on a, like, I don't know. He's not from, he's like, his heritage is from like somewhere in South America. He was like a reserve on some team playing soccer in 2008, and he played like two minutes of an international competition. So he got like a thing on Wikipedia. And like, those were the three most famous grads from my school. It's like, how? Nobody, nobody's had success? Is this on me seeing you? I have to be fucking successful? If this is what it's going to take, I think, I think I've just found the answer. The answer to seeing you becoming successful is that I, this podcast takes off and gets 10,000 patrons a month donating $10, and I take that money... And I go to CNU and I go and I put oil spills on it. And then I, be- I have to become the Texas oil man. You know what? It's like you can't, you got to do it yourself. You got to self actualize. This whole time I've been waiting for someone else to make a bunch of money on an oil field when I realize it's now I realize it's me. And it starts with this podcast. It starts. With a YouTube comment. Go to YouTube, leave a comment, uh, Apple Podcast, five star review, all that shit. Uh, that's great. It's a little early in the morning right now. It's about seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. I will give you my time code. Uh, but you know, that's like four thirty LA time. I'm on LA time. And I will say this, man, a lot of stuff in LA sucks. Uh, the food, the people, the industry, um, just the general overall vibe. Uh, not a good place. But let me tell you what doesn't suck. 
NFL football at 10 a.m. That's pretty good. Waking up on a Sunday, making some eggs, throwing on some bacon, toast some toast, and then you just, you're like, let's watch some football. Waiting till 1 o'clock sucks. East Coast, you don't know what you're missing. Like, breakfast football fucking rules. And college football, it's even earlier. College football starts at 9 a.m. You have to set an alarm for football. You know how great that is? It's, 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 I, I'm noticing the difference. Also, like, what the fuck with the time zone here? Like, I was trying to watch, uh, I watched the Colorado, Colorado State game. I know this is going back a week. But the game ended, it was like fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, God damn. In L.A., I'd be like, I'd be getting to sleep at a, at a normal time. It's just, I'm telling you, it's, it really is like, uh, it's that, that might be the hidden advantage. That might be the hidden advantage is, is you get your shit done earlier out there. Uh, did you guys watch the Colorado, Colorado State game? This, I mean, I was, dude, I just, I, I, I switch, man. Like, Dion goes to Colorado. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a Buffaloes fan. Let's get these Buffaloes going. They win two games. You know, his son's driving a fucking Mercedes, you know, telling the poor kids at campus to suck his cock. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm rooting for Colorado State now. I'll go with the blue-collar team. I just like the underdog. If you're an underdog, I'm rooting for you. It's that simple. So I'll just flip who I'm rooting for every week. And so, yeah, then I was like, you know, so when I rooted for Colorado State, I mean, it was funny to root for Colorado State. It was, it's like, because these fucking, like, phony-ass people in the media, like, just sucking at the teat of whoever they think is going to get them clout. I mean, like, look, I like Dion too, but, like, you really need the fucking rock on your sideline in Colorado, like the Rock, just let's go, guys! Against so you can pump up to beat Colorado State. They're a bunch of fucking nineteen-year-old kids. They got like famous rappers and shit, just being like fucking Cal. It's like just because just because of Dion. It's like I mean, how do you? I, I guess what I'm saying is is like the tide turns so quickly. They went from like underdog team to like America's team. And all the while, Oregon's like, hey, man, we're going to beat the fuck out of Colorado when it's our turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're just really good at football. We're going to knock the ever-living shit out of this team when we play them. And that was, that was very satisfying to watch that. Almost as satisfying as watching the Dallas Cowboys get their asses kicked by the fucking Cardinals. Oh, my God. That was... Again, I'm an Eagles fan. I liked our win. We had a win last night. Uh, you know, watched I watched the Eagles game with my dad and my brother. Eagles are just like running it down teams' throats, which is it's such a it's a it's a really good way to win a football game when you just get to like dominate somebody like that. Like they just the other team just gives up at some point. Like that is a that's a fun win to watch you outwill someone like that. But as much fun as that was last night, nothing nothing compares to watching the Cowboys embarrass themselves. It's my favorite thing. It's so good. 
I don't know, does that make me a bad person? That I enjoy their pain more than my own team's success because they're a rival. I don't know. It's not even a rivalry thing, though. It's just like a, I, like, at my job, I have to talk to people in Dallas. You know, I call people from all across the country. So, like, I'll call, like, an interior designer in Fort Worth or, like, a, a general contractor in Plano. And I have no confidence for them. Or, or, or I have no, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, like, like, the second they give me pushback on, like, a sales call, I'm just like, you know, fuck you. Fuck the Cowboys click. Like, I just can't, I can't push through the sales part of my job when I'm talking to somebody in Dallas. If they're even a dick for a minute, I, I feel like the call's over. I don't know. And they are, they're, they're type. You know you're a type if you're down there. In Dallas. I haven't done shows in Dallas yet, but I've talked to a lot of you on the phone. And you're fake. Cowboys are fake. There's like 10 real cowboys left in America, and a bunch of you guys are just wearing a Halloween costume year-round. That's what's happening. That's what the city is. So I'm sorry if you're from there. I'm, I'm probably losing my, my Dallas fans now. And uh, good, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if there's one thing this podcast can afford to, it's me telling people not to listen. Uh, that's how you grow. 20 minutes, done. I'll tell you this right now, we ain't going an hour. I'm not doing two full hours by myself back to back, but this one's recording. I didn't fuck that up. It is recording. I think. So that should be good. What else, man? I've been I'm I'm just been on the road. I'm on the road. So I'm tired. I uh talked about the cum on my pants. It's not cum, I'm just kidding. It's not cum. <laughs> talked about the not cum on my pants. I wanted to cover that. I wanted to cover the uh, football. We could talk about uh, how gray this <laughs> this is a neutral room is this a nice room this seems nice when we get back to my place though in uh in LA you guys are gonna love what I've done with the place you're gonna see some new things big things big things are coming in the podcast I don't want to ruin it I don't want to I don't want to spoil any any uh surprises but trust me and then we've got some big guests coming on the show, too. Uh, and by big guests, I mean the same six comics that have been on the first couple episodes, just in a different arrangement. No, that's not true. I do have, uh, I do have some more um, comics coming. My wife's always like, get more women on the show. I'm like, well, why don't you come do it? I'm friends with, like, three women. I don't. I, I, look, I, I'll get anybody on the show. It's funny. I'm just, I'm not a big, uh, apparently I'm not a big DEI guy. <laughs> I'm uh, more of a, are you my friend? Come on over. If you're funny, you're on the pod. And if you do a good job, you'll come back. And also, like, you can ask to be on my podcast. That's another thing. If anybody's out there and they want to do the podcast, just ask. I'll probably say yes. I'll probably be like, come over right now. Because I don't like booking my own podcast. It's it's annoying. It's much easier to just 
look at the last person who's texted me. <laughs> That's how I booked. That's how I booked the last couple ones. I'm just like, who's fucking in my life in this moment? I'm gonna have the Domino's pizza delivery guy on the next podcast if he if the pizza gets delivered at the right moment while I'm like, fuck, I need somebody for tomorrow. I'll get him on. That would be fun also. I had an idea of like, I think that's a podcast where like you, I think it is, where you like interview like just like normal people with normal jobs. I mean, who gives a, the, the truth is, is like all my friends in comedy have normal jobs. Like none of us are like making it just in comedy. Very few people are, even people that you like are still, like a lot of those guys still have day jobs. So it's like, you know, you could say that about me. Like, I'm at the level now where if somebody was like, I just want a podcast with a normal guy, I could be like, I'm a salesperson. Not mention that I'm a comic. There's not that much evidence unless they go online and Google my name. So I'm like, yeah, I'll be a normal guy on a podcast. I'll I'll, I'll, be, a, I'll be a reality a reality TV guy. That's what a lot of those guys are. You know that? Like you watch a reality TV show and you're like, oh, he's just a nice guy. You're like, he's an actor. It's just not working out. So now he's looking for love. Oh, new season of Love is Blind, by the way. The gayest thing about me. Pretty into that. I like that. I do like it. I don't know why I like it. I think I think the idea is cool to be, to go into a, they're like, you don't even know what your wife looks like. But also, she's going to be hot because it's a TV show. But but what kind of hot? <laughs> I like that. I, I think that's cool. I think I, you know, if I wasn't married, I would do well on a on a Love Is Blind type situation. I think I can make, I think I can make some broads laugh through a wall. <laughs> Not saying that, but you know, I'd be putting on the charm. I wouldn't be calling them broads. Maybe I would. Some ladies think that's funny. You, you gotta. I've I found with sexist humor, it's like you have to. It's a, a dabble, do you? You know, like obviously with my friends, you know, I, I sound like a monster. But if I'm trying to make my wife laugh, I can't be dropping bitch and slut over and over. Like you can't. My storytelling style changes. You know, like, that's kind of a thing. Like, do you get, you're supposed to do that. Like, you're kind of like a different version of yourself with different people. And I know, like, I'm trying to not be that. I'm trying to be more myself with everybody. Like, this is who I am. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good guy all the time. But, like, the truth is, is like, you're, you're a little version of yourself with certain people. And a different version with other people, you know? Like, every word you're not supposed to say, you guys, I'm not going to say them, but you you know them. You can put them in your head right now. When I'm with my friends that I've known for like 20 years, we all still call each other those names. <laughs> like, we're all, we're all about that. But again, like with the friends, like I'm like, I know all these people. We know we don't mean it. It's good. Great. Let it fly. But like I would never do that with like a a real person. My friends aren't real people. (laughs) That's not real conversations. That's just fucking around. So it's like that's the kind of thing where I'm like, 
I've heard I've heard quotes where people go like, "Yeah, you have to be real honesty is like you're yourself. You're the same person with everybody you talk to. There's no difference. There's no facade." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody would ever want to be around a person like that." Like like the version I am with my friends, I would only be that with my I would never talk to my mom the way I talk to somebody I've known since I was like 10 and like was in a band with like I'm not that those are friends she's my mom I'm a much sweeter boy (laughs) when I'm with my around my mom is that that makes me dishonest to be like to be like that's like saying like being on your best behavior you know when you're like be on your best behavior like when you're a kid was that phony to be on good behavior, to be like, sometimes you make a choice, like, I'm going to be a bad boy today, you know? I'm going to get drunk at a bachelor party. Like, whatever it is, the thing you're doing, I'm going to cheat. Whatever that thing is. <laughs> Ladies, too, you can, you, I encourage people to be a different person based on where you are in life. I don't know. I have a job. I, I don't call anybody gay at my job. But if my best friend, like, helps an old lady across the street, I'm going to call him gay. It's funny. I just don't get it. Like, 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 it's, I don't know. It's not even, like, trying to be a good person. It's, like, trying to be consistent. I'm, I'm consistently the same person. I don't, I don't think that's a good way to live your life. I don't, I don't recommend that. It's also, like, yeah, the, the self is an illusion. The, you know, you have an illusion of self and who you are. But like, if I ever like, I know I'm supposed to meditate, and that's supposed to make things better. And it's hard to just like do that like in full silence because there's just you know there's just too many emotions. But if I do ever like sit quietly with a song and just go. They're on some beach house. Beach house, those are, uh, she's my gal, whatever her name is. She's great. I put on beach house and I like let an emotion come to me. I'm like, this is a version of myself. This is a version of myself that could do great things in the world, you know? This is the version of me that like I had stayed a public school teacher, you know, like what I wanted to do when I was 21. I would have seen that through if I had been listening to beach house when I would get home from the school but then there's you know there's these other versions of me that listened to run DMC and was like yo I gotta run a train (laughs) I gotta fucking I wanna fucking I wanna do coke I wanna try coke (laughs) you know what I mean like it's just like it's hard to be good I gotta cut this this is crazy I don't know guys I did I already did an hour by myself I don't know what else to talk about I mean, this is rough. I guess uh, uh, Blink-182 is coming back. You guys pumped on Blink? I'm kind of pumped on Blink. They got a song called One More Time, and uh, it makes me cry because it's like them getting back together. It's the perfect – you guys know the song, right? I'll do a reaction video after this. Um yeah, they got back together and they wrote a song about being friends again. 
I don't know. I'm at that point. Like, my 20-year high school reunion's coming up. And I was supposed to go. And then now I'm not going to go because it's like... It just the timing doesn't really make sense to be there across the country for a fucking dinner, whatever. I think it's just I think they're getting drinks at a bar. It could be cool. I don't know. Like it's weird. Like I'm like, ugh, do I want to? But then I listen to this Blink One Eighty Two song, and it's all about like why do we need tragedies to like be friends? Someone's got to die. Someone's got to get cancer. Someone's kids got to get sick. And then you're like, all right, it's okay that we had sex with the same girl 20 years ago. Like, whatever the thing is that, like, broke up a friendship. And then the tragic thing that happens for you to have to get over your bullshit. Why do you have to wait for that tragic thing? Why couldn't you just get over your stuff sooner? And then you get to have more memories with that person. You don't have to have the time missed. You know, it's like the pettiness. You could just conquer it sooner it's the song it's a beautiful song and it's like it what's the the message of it is like don't wait for that stuff like fix it now if there's somebody that you love that you haven't told that you love tell them there's somebody in your life that you love that you don't say it enough say it like there isn't tomorrow like that's true like you could be but you know people fucking die all the time man we've had people die very recently like in our family like it's just like you can't take this for granted. It's a beautiful song. And, like, all that's making me go, like, maybe I should go to my high school reunion. <laughs> because there are some, there are people from high school that, like, I should probably, like, try to bury the hatchet with a little bit. Not like, you know, I, but, then I'm, but then you're like, oh, no, what if I've made a bigger thing of this falling out or this friendship that's no longer there. What if I've made a bigger thing than they, like, they're going to be like, oh, I just thought we got old and had kids. And I'm going to be like, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to look like I'm the person that cares more. You know, it's just all fucking ego bullshit. So that, that part, like, even just doing this now, I'm, like, talking myself into the reunion. But the other issue is that it's my birthday, the week before or after the reunion, and uh, I kind of want Liz to buy me tickets to the Eagles Rams game. And if I have to choose between comforting my soul and righting the wrongs of my early twenties and making amends with uh, my former some of my friends that I've lost touch with, or not even amends, but just connecting and. and living that truth or watching the Rams get butt fucked by the Eagles <laughs> at SoFi Stadium. I mean, I think I'm going to go to the Eagles game if it's that, if it's between those two. So I probably am not going to go to uh to the reunion. But that's cool. I think what I'll do is like I'll just message or text some of my friends this week. Probably do that. I don't need the reunion, all right? I can do both, all right? I can go to the Eagles game, and I can text a couple friends. It'll be fine. I think that's what I'm going to do. And I feel good about that. I think that's the right call. I am feeling, I mean, the Eagles are uh, Eagles are looking fucking solid, man. People are hating on Hurts. Everybody 
just it's so there was a great video I saw of like the uh, the Jets because the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers tragically four plays into his holy fuck I'm gonna be on the Jets they're gonna win the Super Bowl thing and uh, Zach Wilson's in there and Zach Wilson sucks I mean Zach Wilson and when I say Zach Wilson sucks. I mean, Zach Wilson, if he was sitting next to me, would look like a Greek god carved from stone that, like, you know, fucking Zeus breathed life into, and he just would rise above. He'd he'd be sitting here, full abs, hot, Mormon. I mean, you'd look at me. I would look like fucking Swamp Thing sitting next to Zach Wilson. And he'd be, of course, and if we played pickup football, I wouldn't be able to touch him. He'd be throwing 60-yard bombs on a dime to my fat friends who would probably still not make the catch. He's a great athlete. But, like, in comparison to the greatest athletes in the world in the NFL, he sucks. So there's, like... They had a clip of a New York fan, a Jets fan, screaming at him and going, yeah, fuck it. And then his fucking dentures fall out. And it's like, that's the perfect metaphor for what sports fandom is. Fat losers who have no right criticizing young Greek god men athletes. And as they scream at a young boy, (laughs) young man, they're fucking dentures fall out of their fat face that is sports that's what it is and by the way that should be encouraged like sports fans are what pay the salaries of these guys to have these lives if you're if you're a football guy you're living on a boat and you're you know hooking up and doing blow and just doing all the stuff that i guess those guys do I don't know. I watched a, a couple seasons of Ballers. I know what you're up to. You're having a good time. Good for you. No judgment. If you're doing that, the fat guy with the dentures gave you that. I mean, it's like a million of him, but you need those guys. Like, if the fans stop caring, your salaries will go down. Ask people in the NHL. I mean, I was going to say ask the WNBA, but I. I don't even think those ladies have Instagram. I don't know how you would ask them. Like, they're struggling because there's not enough people. You you need fans. That's what a sports league looks like when you don't have fans. So it's like, let's find a way. First off, let's find a way to fix the WNBA. I already talked about it on this podcast. They need to be dunking. To me, I feel like I'm a feminist. I am a feminist. I just can't associate with feminists because they're too annoying. But I agree with them all the time. I think it's feminist to lower the bucket in the WNBA so they can dunk. So that ladies can dunk. They can feel that. That would be awesome. I saw a video on TikTok of like, there was like a woman with her very effeminate husband and it was her period. And so he was like dancing with her to like celebrate that nature was had arrived or whatever. And I was like, that looks fun. I mean, yeah, it's a little like, you know, it looks a little gay, but I'm like, I could see myself having fun. I think I don't like I think it's good to be a supportive husband. I, I like 
that part of my marriage. I think it's fun. But then, like, when, like, it's just, like, it's a feminist. It's, like, I feel like they're 90% right and 100% annoying. Like, I'd be so on board if they were just a little chiller. But they're not. They just hate dudes, which makes me just say the opposite of what they're saying, even if I agree with them. That's how I feel. Is that how you feel? Hop in the YouTube comments. <laughs> Deep down, I'm telling you, when I, I, like, all the people that know me here, they think of me as this liberal, cuckboy, soy boy, California man. Like, they think that's who I am. They don't realize that when I live in California... I come off as the exact opposite to my friends out there. But I feel like if I were to live anywhere else in the country that wasn't California, I would still be very, like, still a liberal guy. It's just the fact that I'm out there. It, like, it just shifts how you perceive yourself. But anyway, who gives a fuck? That's the other thing. It's like, who gives a fuck? I hate talking about this shit. I hate talking about whatever, progressive, woke politics, it's boring. It's fucking boring on stage. When other comics do it, I'm like, I yawn, even when I agree with them. Yawn, snooze, boring. Just like, I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want to say on stage. I'm giving myself a rule to never say the word woke when I'm doing stand-up. I'm just not going to say it anymore. I'm not. It's, It's becoming hack. It's become... It's become hack. As hack as being woke is, now criticizing it is hack also. And I think it's just going to be like, everybody just do their own thing. Find your own fucking thing. Go do you. If you want to be a progressive person, go be that. If you want to be a Trump person, go be that. But just stay the fuck away from me. (laughs) Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Don't make, don't try to make other people act like you. Just you do you. I don't know. Go have go have your own. I feel that way about like religion. No offense if you're religious people. That's yeah, great. Good for you. All that. I'm not that. I want you to have that. I just don't want that to come near my life. I don't want that to. I don't want to have laws in the place that I live based off your thoughts. He's he's saying something to me right now, and it it somehow relates to if this building where we talk about God is tax deductible. Oh, is that what he said? That's what he cares about? Or she? <laughs> Just, I don't know. Stay, I, I, uh, I'm getting, I'm becoming an old, old man. Uh, we're 44, we're 42 minutes in. I can't believe I've done two back-to-back solo podcasts in, like, less than 12 hours. These things, like, when I do a podcast, I I, I think that a lot of people are like this that, are, that do this. You record a podcast, you go, great, and you click it, and you edit it, and you post it. And then you lie awake in bed going, what the fuck did I say on that podcast? And then, like, sometimes for me, like, people will be like, I heard that thing you said about it. And I'm like, I don't even remember saying it, and I don't want to know what I said. I do not listen back to this shit 
I have to listen to it to edit clips. But sometimes, you know, like, if you go on my Instagram and you see, like, a clip that I've posted from a podcast, this is the way I do it. I probably shouldn't say this. This is how I edit my clips. I don't like listening to my own podcast. I would like to hire somebody to make clips for me. So what I do is I just click to a random part of the podcast and listen for two minutes, and then whatever I'm talking about, I clip that. I really don't I don't go through the podcast to find the best moment. I just like select something randomly. Because I hate listening back. I don't like doing that. I don't that's why I don't like when people have an edit request. Like, can you cut that out? I'm like, I have to fucking listen to it if I do that. It's miserable listening to yourself talk on a podcast. Cause you're like for me, I'm like, I just want to put it out there, and if people like it, they follow. That's good enough for me. I don't want to be, like, worrying about stuff I've said or, like, ooh, did I come off like an asshole there? Or I'm also like, what am I saying on a podcast? Sometimes you're talking, you're just saying things, and then you listen back, and you're like, did I just say I'm in the wig party? I don't even know what that is. I just declared allegiance to the wig party. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm alone because I've talked with other comic friends who do podcasts, and they express the same concern where they're like, when I'm on a podcast, I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be in the moment. You're trying to fill space. It's not a good feeling. So to do these solo episodes where there's – I don't have a a human being's eyes to look into – to be like, I'm going off the rail. You know, like that look when you're, you're saying something wild and someone just gives you like a, it's that. And you go, all right, never mind. Well, anyway, how's your day going? Like when I don't have a thing to check into, like I need to make this, like this thing. I should have put this on a stand and put googly eyes on it so I can feel like a little more connected to something. It's hard. But anyway, that, that is what it is. Uh, this episode's going to go up, and uh, I don't know what I said. I don't know. I don't know what I said. I don't care. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast, you guys. I do appreciate it. Uh, I've got one more episode out here on the road, then I'm back in L.A., so you'll see my, my new set, which is cool. That is cool. Like, literally, you're going to like it. So look forward to that. I guess, don't look forward to it. <laughs> At work, you're just like, I can't wait to see what Eric's set looks like. I guess look forward to it. I don't know. Just does anybody like this show? What the fuck is this show? Uh, yeah, look forward to it, I guess. I, I don't know the kind of person that would look forward to what I do. I mean, how? You're like... I, I have two things to say to anybody who is actually a fan of what I do comedy wise the first thing is fucking thank you so much and I really genuinely mean that like it is so hard at this stage to find genuine fans of what I'm doing who think it's funny who this makes them laugh and provides them some joy so like if you are that person I fucking appreciate it so much I really mean that and that that, I, I feel that and the second thing is, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go, f- there are such funnier people, 
And the fact that you've attached to me as a funny comic, you're fucked up. And you probably need to go to therapy. So I feel both those things at the same time. What the fuck is wrong with you? And thank you. Both things can be true. From the bottom of my heart, I I really can't express the gratitude and the concern I have for these. If you are a person who's watching this on a consistent basis. But that said, I do appreciate it. Uh, look forward to the new set, two episodes away, and uh, I'll have a real guest on the next one. I know I said that last time I was home, and then it was a second solo episode, but I will actually have a guest on the next one, even if it's just me bothering my wife until she does it. So thanks, and uh, I'll see you next week.